At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Well, folks, we got an hour with you. It's the Edge, Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel with you as usual. We got a lot to cover as well. We got college basketball. We've got National Football League, college football. We got the NBA. Got a lot to get over in the next sixty minutes, including what happened last night, Matt Humans. Yeah, I think we both show up today in a in a pretty good mood because the Patriots won their seventh straight. Yes, won and covered their seventh straight. Yeah, yeah got to clarify. Three point underdogs last night. And a windstorm and a 14-10 victory for the New England Patriots in what actually looked like it could be a high-scoring affair initially in the early part. They were going back and forth, at least given the total and what we were looking at from a weather perspective. But the New England Patriots get the win outright, as you mentioned, win and cover their seventh consecutive game. Now 9-4 and four on the season, of course, in the driver's seat in the AFC East, in the driver's seat for the top seed in the AFC overall, which is pretty shocking just given where we were at the beginning of the season. So when we look at this game and what we take from it, I got to talk about, uh, there's a couple of things, right? One, I got to tell you, and you and I texted about this a little bit last night. While the Patriots got the win, mm-hmm. wasn't crazy about the way they handled everything last night from a game plan perspective. It, well, one, as you know, we could talk about with Mac Jones last night, uh, three passes for Mac Jones in the victory for the New England Patriots. Um, don't you get a little bit more aggressive when you got the wind at your back? Because the quarters in which they did, they were still very passive. Yeah, that's the thing is um, I, I think it's an ego issue with the Patriots coaches sometimes. Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, hey, we want to prove that we're smarter than everybody else. We're going to run the ball uh, all night, only attempt three passes and prove we can beat you that way. Did right. you see how Belichick and McDaniels were celebrating yeah, and smiling? After? It was an ego issue. I thought they won the AFC guys. East in, yeah. that, in that game. They just, uh, a lot of times, they get a little too cute and want to prove that they're smarter than you. Uh, I, I think the Patriots got a little bit lucky that uh, the Bills didn't have a kicker who could handle the win last night because yep. if Tyler Bass hits that short field goal, uh, the Bills would have been in position to win the game late. Like that Patriots uh, conservative strategy would have backfired at that point. But, hey, they got away with it. And I also agreed with the, the general game plan was we're going to run the ball right at these guys and they can't stop us. Right. And as I've said for a couple months now, the Bills have morphed into a finesse team. They used to be a physical defense or a finesse defense. Now they're they're basically an entire finesse team. And um, I think the Patriots took advantage of that uh, last night. Uh, I do think throwing three passes was a little bit ridiculous. When you have the wind at your back, 
go ahead and throw it on second down. You don't have to run up the middle on second and 15 mm-hmm. or third and 15 like the Patriots did last night. Uh, and I know there was going to be some media people questioning, Bill Belichick doesn't trust Mac Jones, does he? I don't think that's the issue at all. Even if Tom Brady were the quarterback last time, I'm not sure the Patriots would have thrown the ball more than seven or eight times, right? Yeah. Uh, it's just an issue that they, they thought they could run right out the Bills, run them over, and win the game that way. They did. They got a little bit lucky uh, to win 14-10, but uh, that's what you got to do in the NFL. You got to uh, find a way to win those close games last night. The Bills actually kind of found a way to lose it. I don't think Josh Allen was terrible considering the elements last night. I thought he no. played okay. No. And he made a couple of good plays with his legs, running the ball, and Stephon Diggs dropped a pass. It smacked off his face mask. That could have been a big play yep. for a touchdown pass uh, last night. Got a little bit turned around. I understand that's not an easy catch. Knox uh, with the big pass that he dropped as well. That's right. right. There's a couple of plays out there the Bills could have made, and uh, they could have won the game, but they didn't make those plays. Well, and, and I think that's why, too, the game plan kind of bugged me. Like in, in little instances, right? Like the second quarter, for example, they have the wind at their back. They get the ball with less than two minutes left to go, the Patriots do. And they actually get it to the 50 yard line, and then they just let the clock bleed out, right? right? And they right. don't really try to attempt to get get uh, any points on that drive and then you get into a situation where at the end of the game Bell, the Buffalo Bills are down four in the red zone with an ability to win that game sure. right because of your conservative play calling and sure it worked but you were in a situation where you probably didn't have to be in if you got just a little bit more aggressive mm-hmm. and even with the wind yesterday you know the Bills still attempted 30 passes. So, like, there is still a way to try to do something through the air, although Josh Allen has a cannon for an arm and he's played these elements, so it's a little different in that regard, but still surprised. Regardless, though, some pretty good stats here from ESPN Stats and Info. Uh, Patriots winning last night, completing two or three passes for 19 yards. The two pass completions tied for their fewest in a single game in franchise history. The three pass attempts are the fewest in a single game in franchise history. And, of course, defeating the Bills with three pass attempts, the fewest by any team since the Bills in Week 3 of 1974. Four wow. versus the Jets. I know. I saw two. those last night. How about that? that? That's where I think it comes back to an ego thing. Rebelichek and McDaniels. We can do going, this. We're going to do this. Nobody's done this for 40 years, 50 years, whatever. We're, we're going to prove we can do this tonight. And, you know, when you have 50 or 60 mile, mile an hour winds, Gust, and you have a offensive line that can overpower the Bills up front and you mm-hmm. can run the ball, yeah, I think that game plan makes a lot of sense. They just went a little bit overboard with it last night with uh, only three pass attempts. And, that, again, I'll, I'll use the word lucky. I think the Patriots got a little bit lucky last night to win that game. They got off the hook. Uh, they got away with being too conservative. Uh, I don't always want to be results-based in the analysis because uh, they easily could have lost that game last night. So I'm not going to come in here today and brag about what a genius Bill Belichick is. Here's another thing, and I talked about this on the Sunday night show with you on opening lines when we were at Circa. And I'm surprised Bill Belichick hasn't done this, and especially in a game with those type of weather conditions last night. Mm-hmm. Remember what I said about don't put a punt returner back? Yep. Why would you even have a punt returner back in a game like that last night where the winds were whipping around at 50 miles an hour? If he's such a genius, why didn't he think of that and not put a guy back to return punts, especially a guy who's an inexperienced punt returner was... and then Keel Harry? So we, we praise Bill Belichick all the time for – combing all the details and having everything covered, that was a huge mistake. That almost cost the Patriots the game. It is is like is it because it, is it like the possession nature of and kill Harry right kind of like a possession receiver? I just didn't understand putting him back on punt returns. Period. Well, here, here's what it's not I exactly said. Fleet of foot that's going to no, right, right, right like right. cause separation. Or return I don't care. Protection. I don't care how sure-handed somebody is when the right. wind's blowing 50 miles an hour. You don't know if you can make the catch. You don't know who's going to be able to always make that catch. That's why I said don't put a punt returner back. And you saw a couple times the Bills didn't even bother to try to field the punt. And that's a smart way to do it because uh, most times bad things are going to happen more often than not. And what happened? We had a muff punt to set the Bills up for a score. And I think that was a blunder that uh, people got to point um, the finger of Belichick and say he made a mistake. Nobody likes to – everybody's afraid to point out Bill Belichick's mistakes. That was one last night. I said, why in the hell would you even have a punt returner back there? Remember when he totally didn't call a timeout in the Super Bowl because he knew that they were going to get the pick? Uh, he made Russell a mistake, Wilson. and he got away with that, too, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he got away with that. Now nah, he knew he, the whole time. He yeah, he's the still time. the best coach in the NFL. There's no question about it. It's the smartest coach in the league. 
But even the smartest guys make mistakes sometimes. So as we spin this forward for both of these teams, we talked, we've talked at length about Buffalo taking on Tampa Bay. That's going to be this next weekend. Uh, and the New England Patriots do have a bye coming up. But this is what makes it fascinating is their next matchup against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, which is going to be pretty interesting for the uh, New England Patriots and what wow. they have to do because that's big for the Colts, who are in the running, of course, still for an AFC playoff seed. And from a matchup perspective, that defense against that running game of the Indianapolis Colts, and I got to tell you, I am, uh, I am looking at my chops to see what a number like that would be for Well, I was going to ask you them. when we came in here today, okay, first of all, you know my theory about you hate to be a hot team heading into a bye week. Right. Because a bye week's going to – Interrupt your rhythm and uh, probably cool off a hot team. We've seen it happen again and again and again. We've talked about it the last few years on the show. Uh, so the Patriots are a hot team going into the bye, which I don't like. Uh, also, I think the Colts are going to be able to run the ball at that New England defense uh, in a way that very few other teams have. Right. Um, the Titans did a couple weeks ago without an elite running back. What do you make the number right now? It's a Saturday night game in Indianapolis in uh, less than two weeks, what would you make the number? I th- I would make it Colts minus one and a half. Okay, that's about what I was thinking. Yeah? Yeah. One or two. Right. They're not going to give them the full field goal. I don't think the Patriots should be favored on the road. No. Uh, so, and I, I think, it, and the market seems to have, it's seeming to have some respect for the Colts, right? It's, it's evolving a little bit in terms of the way the betting market proceeds. I think the Colts deserve some respect. Yep. I mean, Patriots won the type of game last night that the Colts have found a way to lose too often yep. this season, but they're relatively even teams. I would probably, uh, I'd probably make the Colts one point favorites, I think. Yep. You know, more than thing. You don't want to give the Patriots too much. But again, I, I don't like the bye week. When you've won seven in a row, you want to keep playing. And uh, the bye, I think, comes at a bad time. It's it's ridiculous to even have buys in the NFL schedule in the middle, middle of December I anyway. They, I think they said on the broadcast, right? It's the latest bye that we've yeah. seen in the National Football League uh, this next week. So Obviously, but, it's an 18-week season now, so it's right. a little bit different. But still, middle of December, you should not be having bye weeks. And, and as we know, too, um, no real adjustment on the line for Tampa Bay and Buffalo. There's threes minus 120s out there. There's three and a halfs out there. So I, I would still expect that by the time we uh, we see these two kick off later this week, that that's probably going to be mm-hmm. about three and a half for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm still really interested in that matchup, man. Again, from just what it ha- from an X's and O standpoint, Josh Allen and that passing attack against a somewhat below average secondary in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. They're getting healthier, but this matchup bodes much better for them than I think this one. And again, the weather didn't help, but I think it bodes much wetter for Buffalo next week. Yeah, the Buccaneers have been really good at home. Actually, they've kind of yes. flipped the script a little bit. They were 0-5 against the spread on the road, and they've it's covered their last game. two. Yeah. They probably shouldn't have covered either of those two, to be honest, at right. Indianapolis or at Atlanta. The Falcons. So the, the last play of the game, essentially, <laughs> for both of those games, right? They turned away the, yeah. the Falcons in the red zone, and, of course, the Leonard Fournette touchdown run at the end. You're absolutely That's right. a joke. They, they shouldn't have, so they should be 0-7 ATS on the road in reality, but they've covered the past two. I think the Bucs have been pretty good at home, but – I'm kind of with you here. I think that uh, Josh Allen and that Bills passing attack and have a lot of success against Tampa Bay. I'm kind of looking at the dog in this spot, I think, in week 14. Yep, especially catching that three and a half. So we'll see if that is going to be the case. Hey, VEASAN Bowl betting guide almost here with everything you need to bet smarter on every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on all 41 bowl games, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. Guide is designed to give you an edge whether you are betting on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a few high-value props. Guide drops December 13th. It's coming up in a little less than a week. Make sure to get your copy today for only $19.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Wow, that cover looks great. Can't wait to read the analysis on every single bowl game. Best bets in there, too? Man, it's going to be fantastic. I'm compiling my list now. All right, we have plenty left to get to on the other side. Uh, we can still take a look. You, you know, we saw some of those odds with the AFC East. we got a lot of basketball talk to get to, too. It's here on The Edge. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Decent holiday offers here, folks. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at slash subscribe. All right. National Basketball Association. Actually, only three games. Pretty good games, two of them at least. Uh, but only three games nonetheless in the NBA later tonight. So before we get to those, I wanted to hit you with two things, Matt Eumanns. Little nuggets, if you will. Get your thoughts on them. First, over the last two weeks, Matt Eumanns, 58-40-1. That would be the record for overs over the last two weeks in the NBA. So this is something that I've kind of touched on in writing, podcast form, whatever it is. You know, you were going to get to a point where the over started to catch up, right? We're at a point where there was at like 61, 62% to the under at the beginning part of the season. Mm -hmm. But as totals got lower and offensive efficiency got better, these were going to start getting over. And sure enough, right, 58 and 40 and 1, again, over the last two weeks. Uh, Non-garbage time offensive efficiency by cleaning the glass is 109.1. That's a season high as well. So all these things come together to give you higher scoring games than we've seen at the beginning of the year. These are still relatively low scoring compared to what we saw last year, but in terms of the market adjusting as much as it did and with the offenses getting better, we're to a point now where now the overs are starting to cash at a pretty high rate. How much of it do you think is odds makers adjusting the totals or the betting market adjusting the totals and moving the totals down? And how much is uh, offensive efficiency improving? Uh, because I always... I never want to say, well, you know, the total's been adjusted, now games are flying over. That's not always the case. Right. I would, if we're waiting it, I would put a majority on the adjustments, mainly because, like, we've, this is the biggest kind of spike, I guess, we've seen in offensive efficiency over the last, like, two weeks, Mm -hmm. like, at least as I've been keeping track of it. So I think when you're talking about, you know, again, for those who don't remember when we've talked about this, the average total last year being 224.1, and then last week as low as 215.5. Right, like that's something where you're seeing that real adjustment, and then all of a sudden the offense is starting to get a little bit better. Yeah. So I think really it was the adjustment, but we have seen this push now over the last week or so uh, that these offenses and the efficiency is starting to get better. Weirdly enough, too, and I wrote about this in points weekly for this week. Um, this is also like this offensive efficiency getting better. Underdogs have been cashing at a really high rate over the last two weeks as well. Uh, They've been – actually, let me pull that up for you really quick because it actually coincides with a really strong push of road teams over the last two weeks as well. And it's interesting, and I tweeted this out too, and this is what I want to get your thoughts on. So last week on Thursday, we had a home team just demolish an opponent by 73 points. But over the last week, home court advantage has actually gone down a point. It's only worth two points now Mm -hmm. if you you crunch all the numbers together. So I think it's been pretty interesting. Actually, I think you should just take that game out. (laughs) Yeah. Is that game yeah. factored into it's, it? It's factored in. Uh, you got to take that out. Well, so if you take that out, then it's, then it's going to be a rock solid too, yeah. right? Yeah, I think you always got to take out the uh, the highest and the lowest. When, when you're doing your ratings, you take out the best performance and the worst performance, and then uh, and then that's how you find a truer number. I mean, you can't, can't factor in a 73-point win. I'll take it out right now. Toss it happens. out. 
Let's pull this up. Jeopardy music. You want me to? I'll pull this out right now, and I'll tell you what happens <laughs> to the uh, to the home court advantage. The by the way, the, the biggest result outside of that was a forty three point win. So let's see. Sure. Calculate. That's still two. So it's it's right there in terms of like this is what I kind of expected, and this is what I wrote about a little bit. Like when you're talking about these underdogs starting to cash at a little bit of a higher rate. So underdogs are the last two weeks now. Uh, we're talking about 59-38 against the spread. So that's been a pretty good clip. It coincides with these road teams starting to make a pretty big push here as well. So home court was pretty strong for a while. Now it's not anymore. Mm. Road teams start performing, thus underdogs are starting to perform. So it's, uh, it's, this is why you do large sample sizes of data, too, because then you start to see things even out. Oat unders, which were hitting at a 61%, 62% clip, are now hitting at a 54.4% clip for the season. So right near that break-even line when we're talking about minus 110. So if you're still out there hearing, like, man, bet these unders, it hasn't been the case anymore. A couple of uh, scores kind of under the radar last night caught my attention. Uh, I was surprised the total was so low in the Sixers-Hornets game. We, we had talked about the Hornets going over a combined point total of 250 in four straight games. Yep. That total was 214 and a half last night. And obviously went to overtime, but only 13 points in overtime. So at the end of regulation, it was at 238. Yep. So I was a little bit surprised that total was that low. I don't uh, profess to be a totals expert by any means. Aaron Renning who's an excellent NBA handicapper, always says totals are where you make your money, or where he does at least. I, I'm not that talented at playing NBA totals, but I thought that one was low last night on the Charlotte game. And how about the Pistons? Three-point home favorites get run out in the fourth quarter by the OKC Thunder, the same team that lost by 73 last week and wins on the road last night by 11. Yeah, well, with that one, again, so it's always important to pay attention, and we mentioned this on the show yesterday. When they got blown out by 73 points, they were very shorthanded. Derek Favors wasn't playing. Shea Gilders Alexander wasn't playing. Uh-huh. Josh Giddy wasn't available. And so I think a lot of people saw, oh, man, the Thunder suck, right? And not really the case. And then yesterday, Shea Gilders Alexander comes back. Giddy's on the floor. Right. Kenrich Williams is out there, too. But, by the way, because you mentioned it, they were down the entire game, the entire way. Couldn't get a rebound. Outscoring by 20 in the fourth quarter. Yep. That was one of your plays last night, right? Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Thunder. Yeah. Uh, they got there. Uh, the fourth quarter was quite the sweat. But the difference was they got to the free throw line over 25 times, somewhere in that range. And um, the uh, Detroit Pistons got to the free throw line, I think, less than 10. Let me confirm on that really quickly. A lot of, a lot of jump shooting. Yeah, 5 of 6 for the free throw line compared to 23 of 30 for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay, that's a, one. I'm glad you brought that up. One yep. thing I was going to ask you about, talking about totals and scoring being down a little bit. How has, has free throw attempt numbers changed? How, how the games have been officiated? Have you seen any sort of change? Because in the first month, obviously, fewer fouls being called. Uh, they weren't giving guys like James Harden all the garbage calls. Yeah, and when it hasn't really been changing that much. Uh, let's see, my notes... Cleaning the glass at the free throw in the first two weeks at about 17.1. I double-check this, but it's at 17.7 now. Free throw rate meaning being like made free throws per 100 possessions. So it has been a massive change. Right. I think really what's happened is, as we talked about the efficiency going up, the average offensive efficiency now up to 109.1. You know, these teams are just getting a little bit better. They're, they're, they're thriving in these environments a little bit more. It is a little bit of a change. Remember, last year was all empty arenas to now play actually in front of crowds. Right, we right. talk about the shooting lines, all of those things. So I think that has helped. And it's not even just the free throws. Remember, they were calling these games a little bit more physical. So that, I think, messes with the efficiency to a certain extent. Now you're getting used to it. And they're also, if you watch the games, they're starting to call the touch fouls a little bit more, too. Like, that's, that's kind of changing things a little bit. Like, there's a couple of plays here and there. You know, Chris Paul's gotten a couple of them. Joel Abid's gotten them as well over the last couple of weeks where it seems to be coming back in terms yeah. of the way that they're calling some I of I hope games. it doesn't come back. I, I'd like to eliminate that from basketball. Oh, there's still plenty of plays where they're like, all right. Like, they're going up at the basket, and, they're, and a body's meeting them, and they're not calling anything, and then they're going out in transition. So the next thing to get rid of is the transition fouls, the Euro fouls, as they call them, even yeah. though they don't, they're not allowed in European basketball. But regardless. So three games later today, and we can get into some of the analysis. We'll talk about this here. One of them is going to be in the best bets. Uh, but injury news with Brooklyn and Dallas today. So Dallas had Christoph Porzingis. Luka Doncic and Tim Hardaway Jr. all listed as questionable on the early morning injury report. Well, Luka Doncic uh, is, a look like, going to play. He's been upgraded to probable, as has Kristaps Porzingis, as has uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. So it was two and a half. Actually got to as high as four early this morning, the screen mm-hmm. flash. But ultimately, it made its way back to where it's as low as one and a half in some spots, two here at the South Point. And I think really when you look at this, it, 
generally the same with Brooklyn. Still no Joe Harris out there. Everything else remains the same. We know about how bad Brooklyn has been against the spread. Despite the fact that they have a solid winning record uh, in this month, it hasn't really mattered because they haven't covered numbers because the market continues right to power rate them as one of the best teams in the NBA. And that hasn't been the case. They're an above-average team, but they're not one of the best teams in the NBA. But the market really refuses to do that. 1-7-1 one, and one against the spread their last nine games. 8-14-1 against the spread on the season. Second-worst cover rate for the Brooklyn Nets on the year. But, again, quality. And here's the thing with the Mavericks. They actually haven't been playing that well. Like, if you look at, what, like, some of the things that have ailed them, perimeter defense, one of the worst in the NBA. It's what the Brooklyn Nets want to do. Corner three-point defense, one of the worst in the NBA. It's what the Nets want to do. They're 2-7 and seven straight up, 4-5 and five against the spread in their last nine games overall. And actually have a pretty poor net rating with Doncic on the floor. They get outscored by 5.4 points every 100 possessions, 113.6 points allowed per 100 possessions. So, I think you know where I'm going with this. Coaching? Well, I think well, Kid's not a great coach. <laughs> And it's also, like, look, it's a team that is reliant on one guy to generate most of their offense. Right. And defensively, just isn't really that skilled. And so I think you're kind of seeing the truth, like the true colors for Dallas. So the last game that the Nets covered, I mentioned they're 1-7-1 against the spread in their last nine. That was the last time I bet on the Nets. It was against the Celtics, that game when they, they took on Boston and the market overreacted. I'm going to take a shot at a buy-low spot one more time tonight with, with Brooklyn. I think this is going to be the spot where I've actually I used two and a half. I laid two and a half because I expected that Luka Doncic was going to play. But I uh, hoisted by my own petard. We know the market reacts like this. Even though there's all indications that a guy's going to play, it's still going to react to official news. So I should have sat back and waited. But regardless, it hasn't moved as much, so I don't feel as bad. So I think the Nets are going to be in a pretty good spot tonight. And how about the Knicks? Knicks haven't been playing good basketball, Matt Humans, even with the lineup change. It has been inefficient and inconsistent. This is down to pick, and the Spurs in one spot are a favorite by minus one. This got to as high as three, Knicks on the road early this morning. Was it really three? Yeah, it flashed three really quickly this morning and then made its way back down to where it's at right now. Spurs have covered five straight. I was going to say, Spurs playing a little bit better, too. They're on an uptick. They were a disappointing team. I've been disappointed in Dallas, and I've been disappointed in San Antonio. Uh, but the Spurs have started to play a little bit better. And no real injury news to report. Latest injury report is clean for the New York Knicks, so the market buying in there on the San Antonio Celtics and Lakers tonight, one of the great rivalries in NBA history. Yes, and we will talk about that in a little bit. But when we come back, let's talk a little college. I don't think this game's that exciting. <laughs> this is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of The Edge is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray. No more spit cups. No batteries to charge or faulty equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's right for you. Zen America's number one nicotine pouch is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, so it's never been easier to find your Zen. Head on over, zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N slash find. Warning, so, yeah. JVT, warning. This product contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. Man, it went too quick. Had a great transition. 69.54. What's you know, that? You know what that score is? That ring a bell? Uh, sounds like a college basketball score. That would be the winning score for the Texas Southern Tigers. Oh, for Florida Gators <laughs> last night. How, how embarrassing Gators. was that for Florida to lose that game? Oh, boy. Uh, a bye game on your home floor by double digits last yep. night. The Gators actually had been off to a pretty good start. They did lose to Oklahoma uh, last weekend. I, I liked the Sooners in that game. Uh, Sooners are kind of my sleeper team in the Big 12 this year, but... Uh, how do you lose as a 24-and-a-half-point home favorite by 15? Yeah. And Texas Southern, I have to give the Tigers credit. They play a really good schedule the last several years. They'll go on the road. They'll play anybody, oh, anywhere. Oh, they take games like crazy. Oh, yeah. Yep. And uh, to, to win a game like that, that's huge for that program. So congrats to uh, Texas Southern. But, man, that's, uh, that's a bad one for Mike White and the Gators. Yes. And, and Texas Southern, too, as you mentioned, they always uh, take up the challenge. Uh, they are projected to be – what, they are projected actually to win the Southwestern. Uh, they usually, they yeah. usually are at the top of that league. It's yeah. not like a terrible team. Uh, you know, I, you always second-guess yourself as a handicapper, too, because when I saw that last time, I was like, 
why didn't I take the 24 with Texas Southern? Yeah. What's okay. wrong, what was wrong with my handicapping process there? How did I not see a 24-point dog that wins by 15 and not at least take the points? You're not going to be playing those on the money line, but, man, how do you not take the 24? I was kind of looking at one game like that tonight with Eastern Kentucky at USC, and uh, I think Eastern Kentucky can be competitive, and I thought that game, that number was a little bit high. But, uh, you know, sometimes you're guessing at spots like that. You never know when the home favorite's going to fall asleep at the wheel. Yep. And that was obviously the case with Florida last night. Yep, absolutely. So as we move ahead to today, it's actually a really interesting card later today uh, in college hoops. I think one that is front and center in terms of interest, it's a team that you and I have followed. It's one that actually I made a preseason bet on. Uh, Michigan has been very disappointing to start the year. Mm -hmm. And now they get a conference opponent in Nebraska uh, in this spot here. And Michigan, look, so they beat San Diego State on Saturday. You and I were talking about this uh, over at Circa on Saturday where first half, you know, it was a little touch and go. And actually the second uh, 10 minutes of the first half, San Diego State outscored them 21 to 16 and made yeah. it pretty tight at halftime. But ultimately when they come out of halftime, Wolverines take care of business uh, against the Aztecs. Now you're seven-point favorite on the road against Nebraska. You know, Nebraska has not played that poorly. No. Uh, it looked like it was going to be a disastrous season right off the, the get-go for the Cornhuskers. You see the opening night, and they suffered an embarrassing loss. You say, oh, here we go again. They lost to Western Illinois in the uh, season opener, and it looked like, uh, man, this is going to be a long season for Nebraska. But the Cornhuskers actually have played pretty well recently. I, I thought they were more competitive than the score indicates in that loss in Indiana over the weekend. That was a 13-point loss. Uh, should have won that game. Want to go triple overtime? Quad, uh, quadruple four overtime. overtimes yeah. at North Carolina State. Lost 104 to 100. Should have won that game as a six and a half point dog. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if Nebraska was uh, really competitive here. This was actually a, uh, a home dog in the Big Ten. I thought about playing tonight. I did not play it. Uh, the one game I did play is going to surprise you quite a bit. It's going to surprise me. Yeah. Which one is it? Nebraska almost made my list. Okay. Almost made the best bet list. Uh, I might end up uh, having a little bit of something on that tonight. But uh, one game I did bet is 642 on the rotation, and this is under the radar. Cal Baptist minus 12 over North Dakota. Okay. Informationally based, I would assume. Yeah, so the key here is uh, best player for North Dakota, Caleb Nero, is out okay. tonight. And I'm not sure that's even been reported yet. But uh, North Dakota's coming off a 25-point loss at your San Jose State team. Uh, that's a bad loss. Yeah, after what happened last night. San yes. Jose State team is not very good. Cal Baptist uh, coming off a uh, kind of a below-average offensive performance, looking to bounce back. And I think the Lancers will tonight. The key is this North Dakota team's not that good, and you take the best player off the floor. Uh, I think this should be a blowout where Cal Baptist wins by about 20. So I did lay 12 in that one. Yeah, yeah. But that did not make my bet, best bet list. I, I, I typically don't have a ton of faith in bets like this unless I can see the teams play. I want to know exactly what I'm dealing with. when I, I can scout the personnel on both sides, and I actually have not seen these teams. It's just all box scores and reading, and it looks like uh, Cal Baptist should be the right side in this game. The 349th ranked defense in terms of efficiency, North Dakota, fighting Hawks. It's not a good team. Not a lot of fight. No. Not a lot of fight in those Hawks. Uh, anything else in the big ones? Because we don't, as we mentioned, right, we have Texas Tech and Tennessee uh, later today. Uh, both of these, right, uh, this one and Villanova Syracuse at the Mecca? What's that? It's a Mecca. Yeah. I got the uh, it's Syracuse actually had a good win over the weekend at uh, Florida State last week. About giving me a heart attack in that game against Indiana, blowing the late lead but coming mm -hmm. back to win a couple overtimes. Uh, but Syracuse got there and uh, – Getting you know, some action at the window. Open nine and a half and we're down to eight and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a, a little – not that surprised. I think Syracuse can be competitive here. These teams are – neither side really has a, a – really skilled big man. It's kind of like guards on guards. That's right. what this matchup is. Villanova's guards are definitely better. But if Buddy Beheim kind of shoots out of his slump, uh, anything can happen. He, Buddy Beheim did not play well in that win at Florida State over the weekend. That was the one thing that surprised me the most, that Syracuse won that game on the road, and uh, Buddy did not shoot the ball well. Uh, well, four in that game. Well, he scored six points. Yeah, and then three of eleven, or three yeah. of fifteen in his last uh, two games from three. Yeah, he is. Not, what's he shooting right now for the season? About thirty percent from three. I got him at twenty-eight point one. Yeah, he's uh, he's obviously a much better shooter than that. When he gets hot, 
that might be more of a buy sign on Syracuse. But uh, I, th- I think uh, Cues can hang in this game. I did not bet it, though. Yep, and then you get, uh, of course, uh, Tennessee and Texas Tech. Uh, that is on the card as well later today. Tennessee up from a two-and-a-half-point favorite to four, pretty much everywhere with a total of 137-and-a-half. Uh, and then it's a pretty big number, uh, but I am interested just because uh, we have started to see a little slippage uh, with the Jayhawks, right? You lose to Dayton in that game. Uh, that was at the end of November on a neutral. Take care of business against uh, Iona and uh, beat up on St. John's. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I said, slippage. Not necessarily falling from Kansas. Well, I but... think the big thing with the Jayhawks is Jalen Wilson has not really yep. shown up yet. And um, he's supposed to be the second best player on the team. And uh, he's pulled a disappearing act for the most part here in the first month. And I think that's why Kansas has not played up to its potential. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if UTEP hangs in this game for a while. This is one of those type of games I really don't like to bet unless I have a lot of confidence in the dog. And I think UTEP can hang around. But this type of game that could get away in the second half, too. Uh, so I'm not going to play the minors in this one. I think Tennessee should take care of Texas Tech. Now, I like the Red Raiders in the big picture in the Big 12. Uh, Mark Adams, who took over for Chris Beard, is a pretty good coach, and he's got some talent to work with there. The problem is I'm, I'm not really sure where this team is right now because Texas Tech hasn't been at full strength the whole time, and they played the weakest schedule. Yep. Up, into, up before that loss, prior to the loss to Providence last week, the schedule was North Florida, Grambling, Prairie View, Incarnate Word, Omaha, and Lamar. You don't get a much worse schedule than that. Yep. So uh, I, I'm really – I would expect Tennessee, I think, to cover the four and win this game. But, uh, uh, again, that's that was on my short list I didn't play. I might end up playing Tennessee tonight. I just don't, Texas Tech hasn't had any really worthwhile competition yet. Yep. And when the Red Raiders did play somebody decent over the weekend, they lost to Providence. Uh, by the way, I should note that to that Kansas game, too, against UTEP, that's down about two and a half points. Opened up 20 and a half. Had a lot of spots. Kansas down now to 18 in a majority of spots against UTEP. And uh, last one, I think today of note at least, uh, is Butler in Oklahoma. Yeah. We'll see if Butler's uh, going to be able to bounce back after a three-game slump. Uh, consecutive wins over Chaminade and Siganau Valley State are not exactly uh, things <laughs> Those are right get-right games, are they? Those <laughs> no. don't qualify as get-right games. Those are cupcake games. Man, their offense has been really poor. Well, part of the reasons Butler's had three key guys out of the lineup and uh, – this team's been severely shorthanded. On top of that, Laval Jordan's not one of the strongest coaches around. And I think uh, that's why Butler struggled so much. I know that uh, you probably read the same thing I did in the Blue Ribbon before. I think Butler's the most experienced team yes. in college basketball. Yep. But you have to keep in mind that three key guys have been out, and I think that's a big factor for why the Bulldogs have not been very good on either end of the four so far. But Oklahoma's a team I like in the – like I said, I like in the Big 12, in the big picture. and uh, I think they have the coaching edge as well. Hey, man, you, you got a Final Four coach on the bench. I don't think there's any drop-off from Lauren Kruger taking over. And, in fact, he, um, Porter Moser brought in a lot of talent. I think Oklahoma can actually hang with Kansas and Baylor this year. I'm not sure if they can beat those teams, but the Sooners can definitely hang with the top teams in the Big 12. Yep. Uh, slight adjustment, too, there by the market. Uh, opened 11, now down to 10, but there's still 11s out there if you want to grab it. Uh, with I would think if Butler is at full strength, this is the type of game that could go to the wire, but the uh, Bulldogs are not there yet. Yep. All right, we'll come back. We have best bets and wrap it up here on The Edge. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. (laughs) 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Follow the Money is on the road this week. Mitch Moss and Paul Howard will be live from the new DraftKings Sportsbook at Foxwoods Casino Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. If you are in the area, come down and meet the guys. Be sure to tune in every day from 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern time. That's Follow the Money live on the road from Foxwoods at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Mitch Moss, Paul Howard, two legit superstars. How big, JVT, do you think that crowd's going to be tomorrow morning? It's going to be massive. Uh, let's just say I hope they have security. Is it going to be like ESPN College Game Day? Better. Huh? Better. Bigger? Yeah. Okay. Bigger, better, stronger, faster. It's Mitch Moss and Paul <laughs> Howard. Come on now. I would expect. Can't wait to watch those. See what the setup's like. I always like remote setups. Those are fun. Uh, anyway, with that, best bets. Last night, uh, I'm swearing it off. Uh, actually, you know what? I have to pull up the tweet because I got a great piece of advice from somebody on social media yesterday. Uh, but regardless, two games and a split. Yet again, Thunder plus five against the Pistons. A very good number and ultimately didn't need to sweat it. Uh, that fourth quarter that you talked about, just mm-hmm. absolutely dominated within four feet of the basket in the painted area, came back in a big way, uh, ended up winning comfortably over the Detroit Pistons. So Thunder plus five, get back on the schneid uh, against the Detroit Pistons after a rough couple of days, including, of course, the 73-point loss to the Memphis Grizzlies without John Morant. The other is the – I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. As Scott <laughs> said up on Twitter, no more Bulls bets for two weeks. Doctor's orders, and that's very true. Uh, the the Nets – or excuse me, the Nuggets were – they were back and forth the entire time. Nuggets built up an eight, nine-point lead, and they were up – they were leading for a more majority of the time, like one point or so. But in that second half, uh, near the fourth quarter – Jokic goes to the bench, and that bench for the Nuggets is bad, man. And sure enough, they get ran off the floor, and uh, the Nuggets lose. Do not cover. Don't sniff it against the Chicago Bulls last night. So 35-21 and for the year, and uh, we go on to today. Really tempted, too, to add another play. I'm going to see if the market continues to climb on the Lakers. I know we haven't talked about that game. Uh, But the Nets minus 2.5. We had the analysis early. Simply put, I think it's a buy-low spot for Brooklyn. Last time I bet on Brooklyn, got the buy-low spot angle mm-hmm. right. So I think this is another one, humans, that will take my shot. Yes, they are 1-7-1 against the spread in their last nine games, one of the worst ATS teams in the NBA. But I do think that uh, there's probably more than just three and a half, four points separating this team and the Dallas Mavericks. So I'm going to play on this being a buy-low spot on the road for Brooklyn. All right. But you did not get the best number. You laid two and a half this morning, and it's now one and a half. Yeah, right? one and a half, too. So, yeah, you know what happens? And like I said, actually, if you remember, this is interesting. That Nets game against the Celtics didn't get the best number either there. I laid one and a half. It ultimately closed Nets plus one and a half. They won by, I think, 18 or mm-hmm. something like that. So, again, the market does these funny things where, you know, if you read between the lines, it did seem like, over the other end, that Luka Doncic and Chris Hopsworth were going to be available today right. for the Dallas Mavericks. But once the news is officially announced, that's when the betting market actually reacts. You can't really put up a number based on intuition, uh, more so actual information. And so that's what you see in terms of this adjustment. All three guys that were questionable are going to be available here. But it is pretty noteworthy, I think, that three guys, Luka Doncic, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Chris Hopsworth all officially ruled in, and it only moves a point. So I think it does tell you at least to something about the Brooklyn Nets. Um, NFL? Last night, Patriots, winner, plus three. So the two plays for this week in the NFL, they get there. Steelers plus four and a half, Patriots plus three, uh, up to, what is that, I'm blind, 26 and 18, need new glasses for the season in the National Football League. And hopefully continuing this trend, at least in terms of green W's next to some of the plays for the show, two plays for next week. Added one yesterday, Browns minus two. And I'm just going to continue to do this, man. Lions plus eight against the Denver Broncos. I, I don't. 
it's the NFL. I don't want to hear about a letdown. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I, that's going to be the first thing that people bring up is professional football. And if the Lions, who had some of the worst losses that you can possibly take in terms of their own, right, uh, their own accord, yeah, Dan Campbell crying after one of the losses. I don't think a win is going to let them down in right. end. And I think when you look at the Denver Broncos, that's a flawed team. I don't think they should be laying 8-10, anybody. And this, this is, again, a team 8-4 and four against the spread all year long. This has been a very undervalued Detroit Lions team. I've been on them quite a few times here in the last few weeks, and I'll do it again. You know, I had the Broncos as a contest play on Sunday, and I did not bet real money on it, but it was so frustrating to watch that. Was it a 20-play drive or 18-play drive? It was 20-play. It was 20 plays. 20 play drive. I think it was like 88 yards and no points. It was like 18 legitimate plays, and then the final two plays of the drive, what the hell were you doing? Yep. On fourth and two, two and a half yards, you just run the ball up the middle and get stuffed. Against the Kansas City run defense, it's been pretty good. Yep. What did you think was going to happen on that play? Agreed. You run on third and two, and then if yeah. you don't get it, then on fourth and two, you do something a little bit more exotic. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was frustrating. Anyway, I went back and looked. I went four and one in the Westgate Super Contest and nice. three, three and two in the Circa. All right, three and two for me in the, uh, the Super Book, and uh, two and a half points out of at least finishing in the money. So that's, that's the whole point. That is the point. That is the point. Cashing tickets or finishing in the money. Uh, you and I had the same two plays last <laughs> week in the NFL. Steelers plus four and a half, Patriots plus three. And uh, move on to this week. The one I'm going to play right now because I think it might drop to two and a half, even though there's still plenty of threes out there. I'm playing the Rams plus three over the Cardinals. And uh, I like division revenge spots anyway. And the first time these teams played, the Cardinals just embarrassed the Rams. Uh, I don't know what the hell happened that day, but... Uh, that was kind of the beginning of the, the Rams slump, right? At that point, even I, I think going into the, the game that there, a lot of people considered the Rams the best team in the NFL. That was one of them. Sean McVay, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on Sean McVay's dominance in the series prior to that game. Uh, he was eight and zero with a plus one sixty point differential in the previous eight me- meetings before getting blown out in L.A. I like the division revenge here and the Rams to get back on track and tighten up this race in the uh, NFC West a little bit. So I'm taking the three with the Rams. That's the best number you're going to get. It's going to be two and a half or three. It's not going to three and a half. College football bowl season. Uh, I got a few best bets. I'm going with right now because I don't think you're going to get better numbers than what you could get on these games today. Western Michigan pick over Nevada in the Quick Lane Bowl. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, and I know you got a better number. You and I were talking about it uh, before the show. Yesterday morning there were some rumors flying around, so there was a chance to get a pretty good number on this game. I got, uh, I think, three and a half with Western five. Michigan. You got five? Yeah. Yeah, I was a little bit – I even sent the info to you, and you got a better number than me because I, <laughs> I was too slow to pull the trigger. I was working on something else. Then when I jumped on the app, the line was dropping so fast. Yep. It's like, man, I didn't think it was going to move that fast. I'll still recommend Western Michigan at pick here. Jay Norvell, the Nevada coach, made a surprising move, left his job for Colorado State. So weird, man. By the way, the Wolfpack just – Blew out the Rams in the final game of the regular season over the Jay weekend. Jay was sitting there like, I can lead that program back to, back to prominence. Oh, it was That's a 51 good. to 14? Yeah, they rolled them. <laughs> he says, well, I, I think I'm going to switch sidelines. I'm going to go, I like what I see from I like that Lincoln Rams program. Green. <laughs> anyway, he switches jobs. Yeah, the team can overcome that in the bowl. But here's the big deal. If Carson Strong, the senior quarterback for the Wolfpack, sits out this game, and that's the rumor that he is going to sit out to prep for the NFL draft or just stay healthy, avoid injury, which would be a smart business decision. Why would you want to go to Detroit to play in the quick lane bowl and risk injury? I don't think Carson Strong is going to be a first-round pick, but he could be a second, third, fourth-round pick. Uh, Why play in a meaningless bowl game like this? Your work is done in Reno, and uh, I think he's worth at least – Six points to yes. the number. And it might be more. It could agree. be more like eight, <laughs> eight and a half. Uh, so I still think Western Michigan have pick. And to get a pretty good quarterback on the other side, Caleb Ellaby for uh, the Broncos actually outshot Kenny Pickett in a win at mm-hmm. Pitt in September. This is a pretty good Western Michigan team. So playing the Broncos a pick in their home state of Michigan. Oklahoma minus three and a half over Oregon. This is an obvious play against a uh, Ducks team that's in disarray after Mario Cristobal left. Uh, how many players are going to follow him out the door? And just as we talked about yesterday, Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end, who might be the top pick in the NFL draft, Reported. opted out. Yep. He's not going to play in the bowl game. Bob Stoops is coming back. He's not coming back here to lose this game to a lame duck team, uh, laying three and a half with the Sooners at the Alamo Bowl. 
well, they will have a big fan advantage in San Antonio, too. So I like Western Michigan, Oklahoma. And then Notre Dame, I'm playing the new coach angle. Marcus Freeman is a motivator. I think the Fighting Irish are going to be fired up to play for him and win for him in his first game. And Notre Dame's been more consistent offensively down the stretch. Oklahoma State's offense has been erratic, to say the least. That was a pretty shoddy performance in the Big 12 championship game. Spencer Sanders, the quarterback for the Cowboys, is a turnover machine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really, the Cowboys won their Super Bowl when they beat Oklahoma in that final regular season game, and they blew a college football playoff spot last week to Baylor. Um, I'm not going to say it's a hangover spot, but I definitely say Notre Dame's the more motivated team. And uh, I'll lay two here with the Irish. I think uh, they're going to be the right side in the Fiesta Bowl. So Western Michigan, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, and uh, don't forget the VSIM Bowl betting guide is going to be out on Monday, and we're going to have 10 best bets each in that thing. we got a panel of uh, seven or eight handicappers. A really quickly, question for you, because I was noticing this when I was looking at the board early today. Uh, the Baylor Ole Miss line has flipped. So Miss, uh, Ole Miss was a one, or actually a two-point favorite. Now it's uh, Baylor minus one and a half across the board. Now this comes amid rumors that Lane Kiffin is flirting with Oregon. And also uh-huh. Matt Corral rumors. I mean, I would assume he's not going to be out there. Well, Matt Corral sounded really fired up about playing in the bowl game after the Egg Bowl. And, uh, but things change. Yep. Things can change quickly, especially when you know your coach is about to jump ship. Like I mentioned on the show yesterday, Lane Kiffin wanted the LSU job. He yep. was lobbying. He wants out. So, yeah, I think that's why that line has flipped. All right. Well, we have plenty of time to talk about all of those bowls. There's a lot of them. And remember, the bowl guide's coming out soon. So with that, stick around. My guys in the desert coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.